0: Okay, recording. Mm, 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 mm. What are you boys doing? We're going to the basement to wrestle. But wrestling's dangerous. Not the way we do it, Mother. We never actually get physical. It's all about the pageantry.
1: Hmm. Now you're just dangerously close to me calling you a pussy. Welcome. Hello! Welcome to Two Gays Drag Cast, The Boulay Brothers, Dragula, Titans, Season 1, featuring Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, mermaid man and barnacle boy american dad and other clips that i can't think of whatever it's all the same yeah you know just trying to think of whatever i I like to think of stupid intros (laughs) what else is new so welcome back we are
0: we are the gays who drag cast or i guess
1: so when we're trying to get these out as we get them out but we're just we're trying our damnedest we are only two people
0: yeah it's another double episode today yay
1: so let's start with the Ugly Ladies of Wrestling rematch. Another, yet again. I, they are going to re squeeze every single challenge they can out of season one at this point.
0: Yeah, even. This is an extermination challenge, isn't it? What do you mean? The wrestling was a extermination challenge, though, wasn't it? Was it? I, I don't thought know. it was.
1: I thought it was both, maybe. It was like a main challenge and an uh, extermination challenge. I swear to God, I don't. Hold on. Dragula.
0: I thought it was just the extermination challenge for them to actually go wrestling in the mud.
1: Wrestle aggressively. Oh, okay. Wrestle aggressively and in character in a pool of mud. But what was the episode that... No, it was still... Okay, okay, okay. No, 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 no. It was both. I was right. It was both the floor show and the extermination. So the floor show was designing an 80s-inspired wrestler and performing a show. The extermination challenge was then wrestling in a pool of mud while remaining in character.
0: Ah, okay, so this combines them. Where's the mud? Well, they don't do mud, but they do do a performance in character.
1: Well, I'm pretty sure they did performances in the original season, too.
0: Yes, but this is without an extermination challenge. It's all as part of the main challenge. I guess. The the point is, it's all the same stuff. So, but we'll
1: get to that because we haven't even, we have to explain it. Uh Uh-huh. So we're waiting, we're like, oh, I wonder who's gonna walk in, oh no... Who could possibly walk in?
0: It's obvious who's, who's gonna walk in.
1: Yeah, of course. Astrid walks in. They still think Victoria was being shady, even though Victoria's like, it wasn't shady, but it was shady,
0: but... We all know it was to get rid of some of the drama because everyone was getting sick and tired of the drama. Including us. Everyone in that room and us. Including the Boulets, I think.
1: Probably. Everybody was tired of the drama. The trap is spoken. I will say, and Astrid continuing to annoy the shit out of me, because what else is new? Because with this line of, but honestly, when you break up with your partner, you know what, I'll be one-knocking, just letting you know. Because then they go, I'm way cuter than him anyway, like, and you could see, like, Melissa's face like, uh, excuse
0: me? There were several shocked faces, including from Hoso, like, Hoso was literally like, fuck you, that was actually shitty. And of course their
1: defense is, it was just a joke. That was actually, it was just a joke.
0: Yeah, not gonna lie, it seems like Hoso was slightly more distant from Astrid for a moment in this, at least, because of that. Though then they kiss and make up later, so. Unfortunately. Before more drama starts, luckily the alarm goes on.
1: So, let's get to the stage. We got Boulez to read.
0: Yeah, you got a Squidward voice to do.
1: Wow, 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 wow. You're going first, so I don't know what you're talking about.
0: His dick's smaller than my toes. I'd rather have Squidward's nose. Would you hurry up? Hello, uglies. It's come to our attention that none of you have really gotten your asses kicked yet this season. But tonight we're going to change all of that. That's right, darlings,
1: it's time to tease up those wigs and get
0: ready to eat a turnbuckle
1: because you've all just been cast on our new show, The Ugly Ladies of Wrestling,
0: starring you. For tonight's challenge, you'll have to create your very own badass, rock and roll, ugly lady of wrestling look inspired by the gorgeous ladies of wrestling from the past. These ladies kept the concept simple, but the looks were explosive, and we want you to do the same with your custom creations. As the second part to your challenge, you will be split up into two wrestling teams, and will choreograph a real tag team Royal Rumble wrestling match right here in our brand new wrestling ring. We want to see leg
1: drops, suplexes, punt kicks, and figure four leg locks. So you're really going to have to put some in rehearsal to pull it off, and you'd better not disappoint us. You will also have to choose a style of wrestling wig, provided by our official wig sponsor, Arda Wigs. So I hope you've all brought your teasing combs and a lot of hairspray. I wonder if they still sponsor him after all the drama that's been happening. Honestly, we'll probably see when season five comes around if how much of the sponsors have stayed by. Because there's been little bits of drama here and there since the last time we recorded. And I- So, you know. But yeah, I don't feel like getting into all that because it's just annoying. The whole point is, I'll reiterate my statements from last season. Don't be a racist, learn to be better, and, you know, maybe think better on what you've done in the past. In that I also do agree, you should allow people to grow, but you have to be able to show and I, yeah, I will direct this at the Boulets because I know their past. I know that they've done some questionable things and other people have come out and said other questionable things about them a la Meatball and just little bits and pieces here and there. There's a lot of drama that you can read up for yourselves on Twitter. I don't feel like getting into the whole thing because this episode's going to be long enough as it is as a double. But I also know that the Boulets have done their own share of things that are just questionable on their own. Uh, Key, for example, when... They did there. It's currently not on the Wow Presents uh, YouTube channel anymore, but luckily somebody did upload it there. Couples for Cash. They do mention how they have characters that they do where nobody knows it's them. And Swanthula specifically is like, Yeah, we have these bootylicious ghetto girls that we like doing. And I'm like, mm, Should you white women really be doing that? I don't think so. Mm. Now I'm hoping they don't do it anymore, but you know, mm, people have room to grow. And we shall see if they've done so. For now, we have a job to do, and that is to review these episodes, because if we didn't, we literally would be out of a job. Basically, boulets do better challenge, other people do better challenge, everybody just be nicer and not racist. Wow, what a concept. Wow. Thanks. All, right, all right, moving on. Uh and cones, a lot of hairspray, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Now, for your freight feat this week, you know what? I'm not even going to do this in the voice, because this is so disappointing. Okay, another tangent because I can never not have tangents of this. This season has been disappointing with these fucking Fright Feeks. For this Fright Feet, they're literally just fucking arm wrestling. They're just arm wrestling.
0: A competition of strength. What kind of a Fright feat is that?
1: Even if they're not good, you're gonna be in a vomitorium, you're gonna eat pig's brains, bob for blood apples or whatever. You're gonna arm wrestle? Like what? That's so stupid.
0: I know. Like, at least put them in mud again. Come on. Ugh. That's all I'm for so now. Bored.
1: Moving on. I don't feel like doing this. Basically, they go back to the boudoir. They put on some silly wigs, and they look very funny. Coco has two wigs on. She's got a wig reveal underneath her wig. Wrestling, let's get this shit over with. I don't care, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. Coco wins, yay! Woo! I'm not giving it any extra time that it needs because it's literally just a stupid arm wrestling fright feat. It's nothing. They, like, I'm sorry. Even compared, like, obviously compared to the extermination challenges, this is absolutely nothing. Just comparing it to the fright feats from this season, it's nothing. Like, also, what is fucking Astrid's wig? I just keep, I paused on Astrid's wig why is she wearing a granny wig
0: it looks like a granny style yeah look at this psycho fucking
1: like 1960s psycho the mother hair
0: (laughs) the mother half got possessive and took over that's literally the norman bates style that's what i'm saying like quite literally like why did you choose that
1: one astrid out of all the fucking she got the bottom of the barrel she said i guess i'll go with this because Coco wins, because of course Coco should win, and hopefully they'll win the whole season. God, I hope so. You know, and that's another thing that I saw, and I think a, a lot of people have been talking about on social media, is a lot of people like, ooh, well, I hope Coco wins because she's black. I'm like, no. She should win because she's talented. The fact that she's black doesn't mean she, Like, people—it's so fascinating me because I think— I do think it'd be funny, though, if Coco—because I feel like Coco's the type of bad bitch. be like, no, no, you should crown me because I'm black it i fucking dare you and i'm like N-. yeah <laughs> but i like that's what i'm saying but like i never understand that argument because the same argument the reason i bring that up because i've seen people talking about that on twitter and it makes no sense Talent should be the most thing because she is talented y'all want to just focus on the fact that she's black so she's went no she's fucking talented the fact that she makes that shit that she's able to make like that gun the axe that hat the other things that she's able to make like that's fucking talent but y'all want to just be like mm, no nah, she should win chess, she's black same with if we go back to season three And I'm sure we were probably guilty of it at the time, but the more I thought about it, people were like, Ah, yes, Landon Sider should win because they're a drag king, so we need that drag king representation. No. Yes, they are a drag king, and that is important. But Landon is fucking talented, and they won based on their talent not because of the fact that they were a drag king.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: if you remember at like, the reunion, they were all kind of saying that, they're like, well, I think Landon should, who should win? Landon, because they're a drag king. Landon, yeah, they're a drag king representation. And Landon had to be like, no, like, yeah, it's cool, I'm a drag king, obviously, but I should be winning based on my talents. And I agree with that. So I find it so fascinating seeing on Twitter where people be like, yeah, like, you know, everybody is cool and stuff. And, like, I guess Coco's alright, but she should win. Like, specifically, I've seen people on Twitter being like, Yeah, she's not that great, but she should win just because she's black. I'm like, firstly, no, she's fucking talented, so I don't know where the fuck you think she's just alright from. Personally, for me, she's like... She's a great mix. She's got personality that is perfect for like reality television competition shows like this. She's Mm -hmm. funny. She's entertaining, but she's also talented at the same time. So it's a very deadly combination that I think is unfortunate that she was not able to bring all the way on season four that I think she'll definitely bring it all the way. She will be in that finale. And hopefully she does get crowned because I don't know. She's just good. Even on her bad days, there's still something I can find about her that I like. Say like in the first couple episodes. Yeah. Were those looks great? Not really. But you know what? she's entertaining television she brings a personality in the confessionals or she says or does something that is entertaining mm-hmm. and that's something that i think a lot of other contestants
0: cannot do yeah i mean even then i really really like the second episode's look i like the outfit more than the shoes
1: i like the outfit i just i think i liked more the fact that it was it was a bit simple but it played with like gender and Mm-hmm. the sexuality that she wasn't just a straight which she'll, they also do for episode uh the next episode that we'll do which I will we'll get into that as well which I did also like but that's also something is that that's I think it 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 changes the style
0: Coco has the range
1: Yes Coco has the range She has the range Exactly <laughs> so but my point is it's like also like no offense why the fuck do y'all feel the need to go at these queens and people on social media Fuck you, it. It's bad enough you're already putting your thoughts out there that are wrong and, like, just hurtful and harmful, but then you feel the need to at them specifically. Like, fuck you doing? Why? Don't at Coco and be like, yeah, well,
0: this looks sucked. I think they're just playing themselves.
1: Yeah, well, I think this looks sucked. Or Victoria, you know, I think this party looks sucked. Hoso, you suck. Why are you still here? You know, Astrid and, and Abora and Hoso, this drama is all stupid. Yeah, we agree that it's all stupid, but I'm not going to go to Twitter and specifically at them and yell at them. These people have lives. These people are humans. We are talking about it in a sense because we are watching it on television and we are perturbed. We are annoyed by it. But we are doing it within the comforts and confines of our own podcast. If Coco, Astrid, whoever the hell doesn't want to listen to our podcast and feel those opinions, they don't have to. But seeing it from somebody on social media who's like, "Mm, let me just at, 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 you suck, you piece of shit, I hate you, you like, no brains. It makes no sense. Be a good person, y'all. Like, fuck, it's not that hard. Anyway, I'm gonna shut the fuck up because I swear to God we keep going off on tangents. Moving on. Anyways! Let's pick the teams. Coco will be picking the teams.
0: I'm gonna stack the teams unfairly. As
1: Coco should. Ava Destruction. And Melissa Refierce gets to be with Coco. Big, wrestly, human, muscular. Blah, 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 <laughs> with all the weak of Victoria, Astrid, and Hoso. I will say another, even though they're not here anymore, I would say, I think everybody has, when I was talking about earlier about giving good TV, Melissa's another one who I think is very polished and very good in what they do, while also bringing a lot of good TV. I think Kendra was one who may not have been bringing everything look-wise, but absolutely was entertaining TV-wise. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Oh, and yeah. performance-wise. I was still, bitch, bitch, grandmother, bitch. Ah, I love it. Oh, I love it so much. You know, apparently she's supposed to be, I didn't, because I saw it on her review, When she on her YouTube channel, she reviews the episodes. Apparently she's supposed to be grand. The bitch she's talking about is bitch pudding. (laughs) She's supposed to be like the granddaughter of, uh, bitch's alien waitress character. Oh, oh, that's funny. I know. I was like, oh, so it's that bitch.
0: Is that why the egg was blue? The blue waffles. Uh, maybe.
1: <laughs> I have to go back. I think
0: I have to go back and watch the the review episode,
1: but I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
0: Oh, oh my God. Mind. I love
1: Kendra so much. Anyway, so let's move on. So next up, it's nothing too fascinating, but we have the next day after teens have been chosen, they have to learn the real stunts because, well, they're doing wrestling, but fake wrestling,
0: but real wrestling. So in order to put on a good safe performance, they have to take stunt training. Basically. Yes, yeah, so we have the Boulez stunt
1: coordinator person, Emmy. It just says Emmy. I don't know if there's an actual probably in the credits somewhere. Hold on, let me skip forward. Well then you do that. Coco basically pretending to pull on her hair. Basically like fake pulling on the hair, and the person who's getting their hair pulled is supposed to basically bring all the drama but then <laughs> so first it's Coco pulling on Emmy and Emmy's doing a really great job of like faking it, and then Victoria is pulling on Coco Swig. it's like this long wig it's like pull 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 and then
0: <laughs> the wig comes off and there's another wig underneath <laughs> it's emmy ross by the way emmy ross okay thank you but it's so funny the wig that's
1: underneath coco's i like so funny i'm sorry like it's just, that's why coco's fucking entertaining as fuck like Come on, who's thinking of doing it? It's like, I've got my wig. No, don't pull on my wig. I've got another wig underneath. (laughs) And then it turns into a slapping contest and some kicking, fake kicking, fake slapping. Oh, that's one of my favorite (laughs) fake Drag Race tea bits ever. Because I love a lot of the fake Drag Race tea, like so wildly out there that it was never true. Like there was one that it was like uh, back in season 10, Aquaria and the Vixen supposedly lip synced against one another. And I think it was Aquaria gets like completely naked and lays on the judge's table and... lip syncs to them while the vixen literally like does a floating midair jump and lips it it's so funny but there's another one where the way that they're fake slapping each other there's one i don't remember who it's supposed to be but it's somebody i think it's acid betty maybe uh, so it's like they're, during season it's like i'd slap you but i don't want fake slut on my hands but it's like with a list oh it might have been kimchi so i don't want fake slut on my hands so i won't slap you <laughs> it's so stupid it's some of the fake tea is so ridiculous and hilarious at the same time. Uh, I miss it. so very good. Anywho's all, but yeah, so they're all like, who knows how it's gonna go with what? Let's find out.
0: And yeah, let's find out. Let's, uh, skip forward, cause, uh, again, it's still really annoying. They don't let everyone go through all their looks. That always bugs the crap
1: out of me, like, especially cause you're down to six people at this point, like, come on, you can let them go through their looks.
0: They let three people talk about them both of these episodes, and then... They move on.
1: Like, mm mm. So we have Hoso, whose inspiration is a stag beetle because they are the wrestlers of the insect world. And they are inspired by a breed that they literally bring out. It looks like one of those scarab, Like the type you'd see in the uh, mummy movies. It's a green, more emerald type colored scheme. So little sparkles, fabrics, and TSLs. Pretty, pretty, very pretty. I love it. Oh, Melissa. We have Melissa, whose inspiration was China, who was a very fierce wrestler. Unfortunately, they did pass a couple years ago. It was really sad. Pretty masculine, very buff. Like, honestly, if y'all want to go learn, go. There's a lot of good. I think there's a documentary, but also, like, just pot. You go learn about China, because honestly, China had a very difficult life just being treated like shit and having to fight their way through a lot of stuff. And I, again, I, because I listen to a lot of podcasts about histories and stuff, I believe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was uh, True Crime and Cocktails was the one I personally listened to. They have an episode on China, and uh, that's where I got most of my stuff and information from. I listened to that one, but there's plenty of other places where you can learn about her. She was a tough bitch, but unfortunately she had a lot of crap thrown at her throughout her life. Because it's a life of unfortunate, it's always a man's world, no matter how many, it's like, yeah, look at the lady wrestler, I want to jerk off to her, whoa, yeah, yummy. And even still, they're supposed to, they should be strong people who can kick your fucking ass. Men's thoughts are just, yeah, but I want to sex her. I'm like, no, she will rip your head off, fuck you mean. What do you, what are you talking about?
0: I mean, some men are into that, but the thing is, they want to dominate that. Which is not how that's supposed to work.
1: Exactly, and they should know better, but... mm. But yes, so that's Melissa's inspiration. And now we have Ava Destruction, a gorgeous, lovely, leggy gal, Thundra Thighs, all about leg day. So she said, I'm going to walk like there's no tomorrow.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Sadly, they don't get different wrestler names. Yeah, that's bit of a missed opportunity, in my opinion. So now it's time for the floor show. And, uh... (laughs) Uh,
1: so I'm going to say it and I feel like I could say it. (laughs) I am very, very disappointed by this look from the (laughs) belays. This is a bodysuit with some spider legs. What the fuck
0: is this? It's not even a bodysuit. It is a leotard.
1: Oh God. Yeah, you're right. It's a leotard. My God. A leotard
0: with sleeves and arm warmers with whatever the fuck kind of shoulder things these are. Like I am so disappointed
1: by this look like they i i I am so disappointed by these i'm so sorry like
0: what is this so if anyone knows the tunnels books probably almost no one does there's a species called the sticks they're like humanoid they have these weird like insectoid arm things that come out of their shoulders they look like them but cheaper
1: i am just very very <laughs> it's disappointed. so I'm dumb <laughs> I'm so disappointed by this, but, you know, whatever, you do you, the hair is nice, that's about it, so that's all I'll give it.
0: Yeah, they have really good hair, although it gives me bird for some reason. I don't know why.
1: Actually, no, it doesn't give me bird, it just, well, I mean, I feel like all their hair gives me this, but for some reason this one definitely gives me Gwendolyn Christie. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Like, especially recently, we're doing, like, the Wednesday show and other things, like, they always kind of give that off, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's talk about our guest judges. We have super wrestling fanatic, fashionista and pop metal icon, the returning <gasps> I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm, I'm Poppy. Welcome back, Poppy. Thank
0: you for having me back. I'm ready to put the, beat, to down put on to put these the beat down on these bitches.
1: <laughs> Boulay brothers <laughs> laughing <laughs> fakily. And our next judge weighs a svelte 110 pounds of glamour <laughs> and sails from St. Petersburg, Russia. The original Russian dollar self, Katya Zamadol.
0: Actually, it's 110 kilos and it's St. Petersburg, Florida.
1: Which is funny, but I do love I, I always say it's Katya
0: Zamolochikova. Zamal-
1: But I always want to say um, the one that Violet uses for the puppets challenge. It's like, I'm Katya Navava. <laughs> so like, Slabaranava. Because that one's really funny to me. But yeah, so let's start this wrestling challenge. Uh, so let's go through each of these looks.
0: We have the camera in the fourth uh, rope, I guess. Yep, yep, yeah.
1: So let's talk about Hoso Teratoma. I definitely see the inspiration that they said and that they were uh, what they described as. I can see it. I think I like the hair a lot. I think it gives, like, that 80s... Like, the whole point is, like, 80s crazy, like, funny hair. I like the shoulder pads being very, like, footballer almost.
0: hmm Very swishy with all the tassels.
1: Yeah, and then, like, spikes all over the legs and shoes. I like that a lot. The horns are very cool. The makeup is nice. It's, like, the same that she always does, but it does have a little bit of different pieces here and there, like some red and... Other parts in, like, a dark, I forget what the color, like, the the stuff around the lips being, like, silvery purple almost, like, glittery, silvery. The lining? Yeah, that. Ava Destruction is next, and,
0: um, meh. Yeah, it's so meh when Ava has on the pants. It's so meh because the pants just
1: look like funny jump pants, like, those 80s, like, parachute pants. Yeah. And then you rip it off and it's just like, as Mariah Polaris Balenciaga would say, I saw the fishnets and they were ripped. <laughs> and like I said, all in all, I mean, the hair is all right. I don't care for the actual, like, light, the, it's like a lightning leotard. Like, leotard basically, like, would paint it on lightning bolts and, eh,
0: Yeah. I mean, the visual aesthetic fine. of the tied-on be tear away like, sleeve on the one arm,
1: I also don't like the shoes, the shoes like platform type of like booty.
0: I I don't care for those. Uh, They could work
1: somewhere else, but not here. Because pretty much all of it is this like blue, purple color. When they had the pants on that were black with the yellow buttons, maybe it could work, but then you rip it off and now the black boots are like contrasting against pretty much everything else except for the one sleeve on the arm that is also still black. Mm -hmm. There's not enough to make it all cohesive anymore. Yeah. It's meh. Anyway, next up, we have Melissa Be Fierce. I do really like this.
0: It starts feeling like a Landon look with that extreme mullet. Almost like a Landon look with the mullet. And it's almost a little drag kingy. And it's a little mix of like,
1: it's muscular, but it's still feminine, which is still an amazing thing that I think that Melissa will always bring. Like, that's the thing that I think Melissa is amazing at doing that people don't like That's another thing. Uh, Again, I'm gonna. I always get off on tangents. People say that Melissa shouldn't be there because they're like, "Well, you're a drag queen. You don't deserve to be there. You're not a monster." I'm like, "Firstly, go fuck yourself. Anybody and everybody could be a monster, just like anybody and everybody. If you work hard enough, could just be a drag queen on Drag Race."
0: Jay Julie proved that
1: exactly. Jay Julie can be both. So for people to be like, "You can't do this or you can't do that," no, anybody can be anything, assholes. So to, to to try and invalidate Melissa's drag to be like, "Yeah, well, they're always like the fashion like." Okay, another perfect example of earlier, and I'll say it. Sigourney. Sigourney knocks glamour down to a T. Does that make them any less of a monster? Absolutely fucking not. Melissa does the exact same thing, and for some reason people have the nerve to be like, oh, Melissa's not a real monster. I'm like, have you seen season one? Do you remember that finale floor show? I think we can say that they're definitely a true monster. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. But it's insane to me that the fans of just any type of these reality shows, the the reaches that they go to need like 20 ladders. I, I don't get it. But I do really like this outfit. It's it's almost the opposite of Ava's where it's it's simple, but everything works. It's like black on black with the bell bars that they're lifting. The bell, bell bar? No, that's not what I'm... What is it? Barbell! Barbell! Oh my god, I had it backwards. Oh my god. Barbell, this like super 80s mullet. The giant glasses. I love the glasses. Like very like 80s oh glasses. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. They help add to the butch vibe. Just a little 80s bro cop. Oh yeah, I love it. Next up, uh,
1: the titties that never... <laughs> these are the tits that never end. Yes, they go on and on. Welcome Coco Kane with the biggest titties just ever. I don't know if these... Are these the biggest titties that have ever been seen on Drag Race? They're basically beach balls. I would say these are, this is a weird thing. This is not weird, but just cause if you know, you know. I would say these are probably like Yovska level titties when Yovska yeah. does her thing. Yeah. <laughs> these are Yovska level titties when they do their like Sonic and like weird giant cosplay <laughs> things. But it's Coco Cain and I just, I love it. Oh, I love it. With like little, very teeny tiny bra on them and the knee uh-huh. pads. And I also absolutely love the do different colored shoes. Although I believe, I don't remember if it's this episode or the next, I know they bring it up, which I mentioned, I forget if this is the episode where she says these aren't the shoes she originally wanted to use, but her original shoes got damaged. This
0: might have been. Or was that the bra that got damaged? The bra got damaged. And she also misplaced her shoes. That's right. I think she, yeah, because we'll talk about that when they get to the critiques because Coco brings it up. But I still love it.
1: I will always love a half and half. A little black and white. When it or just works, right? That, like, it uh, works. Like black and white or black and red. Like, oh, just like a two-tone color combination. I love that shit so much. And here it's black, white, and red. Oh, yeah, because you got the red on the one um, on the knee pad. Oh, I love that. Oh, God, I love Coco oh. so much. So good for me. This is a great look. I love the hair. I love the makeup. Coco is just so... Oh, I love her so much. Anyway, uh, next up we have Victoria Elizabeth Black. Oh, my God. Goodness I don't know. If, I, guess, I don't know if they still do the. I've seen them say they do the Elizabeth sometimes, but then they also don't do it. It's weird, I don't get it. I get it if you're just trying to like shorten your name so it's not because you don't really need the Elizabeth, but sometimes in my brain, I'm just like, that's what they used to do. Yeah. Like, eh.
0: Well, I say she took out the Elizabeth and put in Universal Studios.
1: Because... Okay, you know what? <laughs> Fine. Welcome up next, Victoria, Universal Studios Black. <laughs> um, I really do enjoy this. This feels like... I mean, speaking of, this feels like some sort of character you'd see at Halloween Horror Nights for something. That's
0: what I was gonna say.
1: Literally, like, it's... They've got saw blades on their neck and, like, giant spikes and Uh, muscles. instead
0: of shoulder puff, it's just Instead of shoulder pads, it's, like, saw blades cut into
1: them, giant spikes on their neck. It's almost like, it's like a a Frankenstein-type thing,
0: almost. A little bit, a little bit. Giant spike collar, a spiked dick, blacked-out teeth to show that they're missing. Very manly, like...
1: (sighs) You want this spike? oh, I know you want this spike.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I enjoy this quite a lot. I like all the metal. I think it's very cool look. uh, yeah, I like it a lot. Let's move on to Astrid Aurelia. Uh, uh,
0: yeah i'm I'm whelmed it's it's cool. I'm pretty sure I saw a luchador like this in Nacho Libre. Oh my God! Probably <laughs> that's probably a
1: sort of inspired, like definitely, le- uh, you know, type of. Oh yeah. Le- luchador type inspired.
0: That specific kind of mask.
1: I feel like it's different from everybody else. Definitely, it has a lot more glitter and stuff, and like more shiny compared to everybody else. Plus, having like a pink wig, where it's more like feminine and 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 and. Plus a full ass tail that you could probably just wrap around somebody. Oh
0: yeah. Kind of missed opportunity to have done a lot of that, but. Eh. Yeah, all in all, I I think it's all right. Yeah, it's serviceable. It's not my favorite,
1: but it's... And then, I don't know who the hell these people are. Why are they talking?
0: One of them is Ian DeVogler. The other one is... Michael? I don't know who he is. Yeah,
1: I don't care, because who knows and who cares? Look, the point is they wrestle, they do things. Do we really need to get into that? The only thing I would say is at one point... Coco and, which who does switch into a tiny wig, which I think is really funny, the tiny wig, yeah. pussycat wig from before, uh, basically smothers Victoria with, his, with her tits.
0: And then Victoria starts basically fucking her in the back of the stage.
1: <laughs> and, you know, it's fun. Why not?
0: Multiple people get pulled off the stage and start fighting out of the ring. It's real great. Yeah, so we talk
1: about, uh, Drake Morton is like, is Astrid wearing a bodysuit? again. And Zawanto's like, yeah, it's got a tail. So, no, 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 that's not what I asked. I said, are they wearing a suit? That's all I want to know. <laughs> so I guess they don't care. We don't talk much about the critiques anyway, unless there's something funny. We already do the critiques, basically. Yeah, we do the critiques, basically. We have a winner. The winner is Melissa Be Fierce. Finally. Yeah. Though I will say we have a just Barely squeezed out second place yet again from Miss Coco Kane, which is so unfortunate. I would like more double wins. Give Coco and Melissa wins. Why not? But, so now let's talk because they do mention the look's a little haphazard, but I don't care. I didn't even look at it. I love it. So they ask Coco if the look was intentionally a little haphazard, and Coco says no, this was not the concept they wanted to go with. They decided to change the concept to be more cohesive to the team, they did not regret that. However, many of their things, as they say, have been coming up missing or damaged when they are found. The bikini had on earlier today has been cut, just like the bitch who did it. And <laughs> she finds him. Somebody's going to pay. And they're like, Do you think somebody sabotaged you? Yes, I think so. They think it's been happening since they got here. Ooh. Do we have any idea who it is? And everyone's just looking around like. <gasps> mm-hmm. <laughs> But I'm sorry. I feel like the editors know something we don't because they kept zooming in on Victoria and then specifically they ask her when it's like, do you know who did it? No, but I'm sure when I narrow down who did it, I'll find out who do. Camera immediately turns and zooms in on Victoria's face. And then she gets a confessional like, I don't know nothing about this sabotage thing. Not at all.
0: Like, Is this foreshadowing or are you just being assholes? I just
1: don't know. Because literally everybody pretty much doesn't believe her. And so apparently they weren't supposed to wear this shoe, but they had blisters on their their foot and stuff. Yeah, and it's unfortunately not good. But everyone seems so confused, like, "Mm, I don't know, I don't know. And then Katya's like, you know what? It was me! I did it and I'll do it again! But, you know, that's just being silly. Victoria is safe. Your bottom is, unfortunately, Ava and Hoso. I don't agree, necessarily with Hoso being the bottom, because I really like their outfit, but I get it because the performance, like the same with Ava, the performance in the ring, which was partially like almost an acting challenge, was not up to snuff with everybody else, so I get it. Not at all. Yeah. It, who else? They really couldn't, I guess, put anybody else there, but, uh. So, let's talk about this cauldron. Astrid's like, I don't want you to go. I want you to stay. I'm so sad. I love you so much, Hoso. I'm going to be sad. Meanwhile, I could not give five shits.
0: Neither could the editors,
1: because... Because it's so much more entertaining. Coco's drops her straw on the floor because she's got her drink on her titties. And is now then trying to pick up the straw. With her long ass nails. <laughs> and it keeps trying to... It cuts back to... I talking for a minute. Then it cuts back to Coco trying to pick up her straw. And it's so funny. This... I <laughs> love Coco
0: so much. And then she finally gets <laughs> it. And then she goes to take a drink, and then it spills all over her.
1: She's she's well, she blows on it first. And she's like, okay. She she spins that straw around forever. It's like, all right, I got my drink. I'm gonna have lovely. And then they fucking kiss, and it's like, oh, throw up. Oh. I know somebody.
0: <laughs> oh, my drink! <laughs>
1: I dropped my drink. I'm so sad. And then they talk about like you know, did somebody steal Coco's stuff? Nobody knows what to do. Everyone's so confused. I'm confused. Peppermint's confused. We're all fucking confused.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then it's like, you know, like they're not foreshadowing at all. I don't know who could go between Hoso and Ava. They're just so strong. I don't know. I don't think either one of us could go. I don't know. I don't think I could go. And I don't think Ava could go either.
0: Shocking when we find out that neither one of them does go. It's a double save. The Boulez thought so too. They just call out their names in order. Like Eva. Hoso. Order
1: and then go... Nobody's going home. Bye bye. But there will be consequences in the future, which we all pretty much, I think, know. That just means there's going to be a double elimination. And look, I'm not calling the. You know, I'm not saying there's only two episodes left, according to Shudder's official Twitter. There's episode eight, and then there's the finale. That means there's only one competitive episode left. And we're about to do the next of them. And they did say, unless they're going to change that yet again, there will never be another top four in Dragula again.
0: So there's a 99% chance of a double elimination episode after next, which we're about to review. Hi, it's Guy, editing in in post. Yeah, we already know that there's another episode out. We're running behind. Let's just keep going.
1: So, but first, we have to get into Sea Monsters of the
0: Deaths. But
1: that's for the next episode, which will be happening... Right.
0: Now. just going
1: to replace that with music?
0: Yes. Okay, recording. Again! Sea creatures attack!
1: Welcome back, (laughs) uglies. Drag, filth, horror, Bible girl. Now, everybody walks back in. Look, it's the top four. Oh my god. I'm just kidding. It's not because obviously the people are going to walk in. But I do think it's funny that there's. So, who's going to walk in? I'm scared. Oh no. What's going to happen? Who? When? Where? How? Ava walks in, and everyone's like. (gasps)
0: Oh.
1: But of course it cuts to, I know Hoso is coming back, but I want to milk every moment of this. And everyone's like, oh no, except for Coco, who, again, Coco is why I watch Dracula. She is fantastic television.
0: Coco is on to this whole thing. Like, there is no way that Ava was going to stay,
1: A- right? The moment that Ava starts talking, Coco just keeps looking at the door of the boudoir like, Something don't feel right. No, where's Hoso? I know Hoso's gonna walk it. It just keeps cutting. Like, Ava is truly just talking, 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 but it
0: just keeps cutting. To- like, not even Coco. plausible deniability after a couple minutes. Like, just goes full on. When Hoso fell through the trapdoor, like, ugh, oh, you bitch. But it just keeps
1: <laughs> cutting back. It's like two different personalities because Astrid's like, I'm so upset. I'm so sad. I'm gonna miss her. I'm so sad. Meanwhile, Koku's like, this bitch is absolutely lying. I don't believe
0: her. Hoso. Definitely was listening to this whole thing. And I think Coco probably saw her. Probably. And in comes Hoso like, woo! And everyone's like, ah. Meanwhile, Coco's like, I
1: didn't buy it for a fucking second. I don't know what y'all are talking about. Like, come on. They have to mention to the girls that there will be consequences. Which, like I said, it'll almost certainly be a double elimination in the next episode. Almost certainly it has to be. There's no other way it couldn't be a double elimination. There's no other consequences. Unless the consequences is to the audience because we don't get a reunion episode. That would suck. Imagine that's what our punishment is. We don't get a reunion. They're like, we punished you by not giving you a reunion episode. Fuck you. Uh, like, no. That would
0: be punishing the audience. I mean, it
1: is. There's only nine episodes. So I don't know. Unless they're going to squeeze it into the finale. I, I don't know.
0: Wait, I thought there were supposed to be 10.
1: There should. The boulet said there'd be 10. But according, I told you, you didn't hear me last when we were recording during the last episode. On Shudder's official Twitter, it has the list of what's coming up for December. And it only has December 13th, Boulay Brothers Dracula Episode 8. December 20th, Boulet Brothers Finale. Oh. Oh. So unless it's going to be a double episode upload that day, which is a possibility. Maybe, like, since there's nothing really happening in the reunion episode, maybe they upload both at the same time or something. Maybe. I don't know that for certain. Or in sequence. Or in sequence. I mean, I'm pretty sure the bullies did say this would be 10 episodes, so maybe that's the case, and they just don't want to do, I, I guess, maybe, we'll we'll see on the yeah. 20th when it comes out. So, let's get to our video massage. Video massage or message? It's called using pronunciation of different words and saying it even though it looks the same and saying it differently, goddammit. Visage, m- visage. Exactly. Now, welcome back, my poor unfortunate souls. You know, because that... This week we're taking a dive into the deep, dark depths from the seven seas for our Sea Monster Challenge.
0: Wow!
1: 80% of the Earth's oceans are unexplored and covered in complete darkness, so one can only imagine the monstrosities that lurk below. For this challenge, you will use your imagination and conceptualize and create a new look, inspired by the horrors of the deep.
0: This one comes out of season four for once. No. Season one. No, that was the ghost ship.
1: Oh, shit. This is season one again. Sea Monsters was season one again.
0: Holy shit, they are milking season one. I told you. I mean, I guess now that they have the production value, might as well. I guess they basically just said, let's just quietly
1: basically redo all of season one, which is, you know, do what you do, I guess. I think the reason you thought that was because they did a photo shoot which is such a weird extermination challenge. In Season 4, the extermination was to do a photo shoot at, like, Rocky Wave Cliffs, which is also what they did for the Sea Monster Challenge in Season 1.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's so weird how they're like,
0: it's a challenge here, but it's an extermination here, like... No, it was also the... technically their extermination challenge. Mm, I don't think so. Everyone participated. Hold on. Or wait, did did everyone participate? That's the T-Shack Club.
1: We don't talk about that because that's not what it's called anymore. At least I don't think so. It's Mother. It is Mother now, that's right. But back then, and it still says it on the episode because I guess that's what it was called back then. So they they have it listed as that on the episode or on the Wikipedia. Oh no, that was the extermination. That's a full extermination challenge? They had to create a whole sea monster? Oh my God, I forgot about that. That feels, that's insane because that feels like it's its own episode. But that was just the extermination challenge. The floor show challenge was just performing at Mother. The extermination challenge was creating the sea... That's insane to me for season one. Wait, it was to create a separate look? That was the extermination to be a sea monster and... Oh my god, I forgot about that. Oh shit! The floor floor show challenge was just performing. That's insane. Anyway, back to this. Crowd cheers, because of course they do. Are you a killer clam? A great white shark and mermaid hybrid? Or something so sinister that it can't even be described? Whatever your demented little minds come up with, be sure to make it terrifying. Or your ship
0: just might get sunk. For your fright feet this week, your task is simple. You'll have to crawl through rotten, waterlogged pipes that will either lead you safely out to sea or straight to a deep, dark, watery grave. Once you open the grate that leads out to the ocean, you'll have to enter a code that, if entered correctly, we will drop the gate down and allow you to pass through. Otherwise, you'll be stuck there. That being said, I do hope you can hold your breath because the pipes tend to flood every few minutes. Once filled with water, there's really no way out.
1: Head on to the pipe's entrance and good luck. The challenge was designed for apex predators only, and if your look isn't killer, you'll be gobbled up and forgotten like a discarded bucket of chum. <laughs> okay, let's get to this extermination challenge. It is this is the one that we've been waiting for. It was in the beginning trailer. You see Ava getting, like, under the water. It was, like, super cool. At least I thought it was super cool. And then it turned out, in my opinion, to be super fucking disappointing. Like, so disappointing. Like, I thought they were. Act- the way they described yeah, it. Yeah. The mean... problem. They described it as, like, going through an actual maze, going through something. But no, it's literally just a little tunnel. There's no code. At least I don't think so. It's just, like, a grate, like, like a grate with a lock on it. There's no code or maybe it's oh no there's a code on the on the lock i thought it was like a digital code yeah no no yeah it's a lock code but that's still i don't think anybody gets it no they literally all just get filled up in the water so that part is scary i would say them actually being underwater like that that itself actually is scary like the latex challenge as well oh yeah then after a minute it finally drains it opens up everybody gets theirs opened up and gets out Uh yes it was scary But it was still extremely disappointing compared to what they had described it as. Yeah. Because they described it as, they should not have hyped it up so much because they described it as something that was so much more exciting to what it could have been. Yes, it was still terrifying to be like under the water like that. Like nobody should ever be under the water like that.
0: Yeah. And I think the locks were trick locks. Like those locks were not what actually controlled their ability to open the thing. They opened on their own. Oh,
1: almost certainly. But like, oh, I hated that.
0: Anyways. Uh, we find out that Coco actually has some trauma related to drowning. Yes, unfortunately,
1: that's very fucked up. But they overcame that and did this challenge and didn't back out. And they are fucking amazing. She is a trooper. That is what Hoso said, and I agree. They face their fears and they're a fucking trooper. God damn it, I love Coco so much. But yeah, let's blah, 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 more drama. Everyone talking behind everybody. People talking about Ava. People talking about blah. People talking about blah. People talking about about so-and-so. Melissa being fed up with it so much so that we'll see later in the cauldron. But we'll talk about that later. Now, let's talk about our looks to the three people that only get theirs. So, Coco's inspiration for Sea Monster is a four horseman of the apocalypse, creating a seahorse from what they would call the
0: Aquapolix. That's (laughs) funny.
1: Also, Coco reveals they are a huge My Little Pony fan. And they will have
0: hooves and fins and all the fun things of the ocean.
1: My little (laughs) Coco-cane.
0: You know, if I were to try and pin someone as a brony, I would have thought it would either be Melissa or Ava. But Coco? This does work out. Either way. Anyway, next up we have Melissa. For this week's challenge of the
1: sea monster, their inspiration is a mermaid fishy. They got this lovely uh, mermaid scale vinyl that It's nice, but really, if we're talking about it, it's not... They're basically turning it into fins, but same with their dress. It's like that sort of fabric that everybody sort of knows not to use because every drag queen has that fabric of sparkly scale type of... Uh Uh-huh. It's unfortunate. They're also doing, like, a mouth prosthetic thing, which I really like the mouth prosthetic.
0: I do as well. But
1: the belays didn't seem to be as crazy about it, which is unfortunate. I really
0: liked it. I don't know. I feel like they think that Melissa's prosthetic work just isn't as good. It could just be that it wasn't blended as perfectly, but that's not too terrible. That's
1: not terrible. I liked it. Anyway, so next up we have Hoso. So I will continue to say this, because Hoso said their inspiration was the hagfish. I didn't see hagfish at all, but we're not there yet. But I'll tell you right now, I didn't see it. And I've looked at what the hagfish looks like, and it didn't look like that remotely.
0: Uh Uh-uh. But it is a nice inspiration. Apparently, Korean people are some of the only people on Earth who eat hagfish as actual food.
1: So they'd go to the fish market with their mom when they were a kid, and they'd see buckets and buckets of hagfish, and... See, because my first thought was not hagfish, it was like a mix of, like... Just from the headpiece alone, it was almost like shrimp, uh, lobster, spinal spiny crab, lobster, spiny lobster type thing with, like the, like, almost... What what is it, this, the, the, what is it called? Uh, from Stranger Things, the thing with the teeth that are all, you know, oh, the, the, the uh, like flower head. Demogorgon. Yes, that. Yeah, yeah. It's like a demigordon meets, like, a spiny lobster. Anyway, hey, you lied. There's more than three in this episode.
0: There are. There were three the last time, though. Yeah, I
1: know there were three. So, next up, we have are Victoria explaining that they are expired by their season 2 audition tape as a sea monster cutting off a mermaid's tail. Basically, when they say they're going with an organic approach, it's what you probably think of when you think of sea monsters. As they described, it's a good look from Miss Victoria of Universal Studios Black, but it's almost a safe choice for them, which I really do not want from Victoria. It's exactly what I would expect when I looked and saw Sea Monster.
0: With no nuance or story. Yeah. But
1: we'll get to that. Uh, I forget. What is this next day? Oh, I think that's also where it started because they were talking about finales and Astrid specifically saying everything that Coco's drag represents. And I think a lot of people sort of backed off that. It's not about what Coco's drag represents. That is not why she should be at that finale because that's what Astrid says. I think it's really important that she should be there. She's fucking cunt. That part is completely true. Yes, the representation that Coco has is also important, but that is not why she should be at the finale. She should just be there because Coco is fucking talented, and she will make it to that finale just based on those talents alone. Sorry, like, I refuse to believe that Coco won't be in the finale. Because... It's almost like, yeah, the first two episodes, maybe they weren't the best, but I think they have done such a high, I I keep, I feel like I'm talking because I'm going to say they've done such a high trajectory, Meanwhile, they're in the bottom of this episode, but Hmm. (laughs)
0: that's
1: spoiler, you know, but they've done such a good job up until this point. The talent speaks for itself and that's not to like diminish other people. Maybe they're not as talented here or there or whatever. They are talented. Are they as talented in my eyes as somebody else who I think deserves to be in the finale? No. And that's just my opinion. I think this person has done a better job of the competition so far, and therefore I will see them in a finale. For me, currently, that is Victoria, obviously, Coco, obviously, and I would say out of everybody else, probably, depending on who I want versus who I think would get there, I would say Melissa, who I want. I want Melissa, and I think Melissa has been good, but almost the problem is that Melissa may have been a little too safe over time. So mm-hmm. for going by who's done well throughout the competition, i would say hoso or ava either or i don't think Astrid. Astrid at this point is the only person who does not have a win yet yeah which is really funny but i just think i i know a lot of people don't do that anymore they don't go based off track records They don't. but i do i'm i'm a sucker for the old-fashioned ways and i've always been a person who's like track record is just, just important to me whether that be wins or highs or whatever i just think it helps balance something it helps me be like okay I've seen how somebody performed throughout the competition. I can look in my brain and say, like, yes, you did this well in this many challenges. You did bad in this many challenges. And then that's also another problem of why I'm not having extermination challenges anymore. Same with, like, lip syncing. You can be in the bottom, but if you fucking slay that lip sync or absolutely destroy the extermination challenge, whether by fear or... Like, a good example being Erica in the brains challenge, uh, that eating challenge, or mm-hmm. Loris in that one bunny challenge, like... There's a level of, like, you can kick that shit to the girl and that also shows in my mind that, like, okay, even when there's no chips left on the table and you might die, you're going at this full force. So, yes, I do like that. So, for me, like I said, I would say Victoria, Coco, and either Melissa or Hosanna. Mm-hmm. My point is, it just feels weird the way Astrid said it. Like, Astrid didn't need to say it that way. She could have just said, Coco should be there because she's talented, not Coco should be there because of what she represents.
0: Yeah, it's just kind of...
1: It's a little weird to me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I do agree. Everybody should say Coco wants to see herself, Hoso, and Melissa. Oh, Hoso says she would want the season four girls to be in the top, which would be interesting.
0: Yes.
1: Victoria looks so silly looking straight at the camera with that headpiece on at like Mm -hmm. (laughs) 2355-ish.
0: It's so silly.
1: (laughs) But the point is, we will find out who's in the finale
0: we will in due time
1: melissa going off on ava a little bit and it's just some fighting here and there but we'll get to much more of that when we get to the cauldron oh yeah so let's talk about these boulet looks. I knew you rude bitch. The fact that when he was watching this, <laughs> he's like, oh, Andrew's going to love these looks. I'm like, yes, because I like the old 1940s, 50s. If you're just wearing a nice long silk, this bathrobe type, just gorgeous. Oh, I love it. I don't like those gloves. I don't think they fit. Or I wish they were studded. I wish they had stones.
0: That would be interesting. Yeah. It's their usual
1: type of like mad scientists gloves, almost just like latex. I, I wish they yeah. just had stones. I would like them to be shiny, and I feel like that would go very well with this look. I also like the hair. I like the
0: hair uh, is like this curly bubble flip with this sort of like M victory roll situation going on.
1: I, I like the look as a whole. I, I definitely do. As you as you like to point out, immediately you're like, oh Andrew's gonna love these looks, like fuck you. <laughs> so let's introduce our guest, Judges. Um <clears throat> So she's the winner of the Boulay Brothers' Dragular Resurrection, and an honored member of our ruling pantheon. And somebody we have talked highly about in the past, and are slowly not possibly working our way back on that because of recent events that have come to light. Boop. Saint! Welcome, Saint. Look, I guess I should address that now. Like we addressed last episode, the Boulets have had stuff come out about them in recent times, as have Saint. I do not think that diminishes Saint's jobs and what they did in Resurrection, for sure. Some people want to say she was carried. I personally disagree. If you want to say she was carried in season four, do whatever you will. But people try to be like, well, they try to discredit her win in Resurrection. I absolutely disagree. I think Saint definitely won Resurrection hands down. I loved all of their looks. I loved what they did and what they brought. And I loved a lot of what they did on season four as well. So I don't personally, I don't personally agree with the saying that she was carried.
0: No, absolutely
1: not. I think there were times where I could have given Saint a challenge when that they weren't. But there are things and people, like I said, y'all can go look this shit up for yourselves. It's on Reddit, it's on Twitter, I don't feel like hashing it all out. I enjoy Saint. However, their actions, things that they have done in the recent times of the past, are very unfortunate. But like I continue to say, people are allowed to grow and change and do different things. I know Saint has addressed certain things here and there, and there have been some forgiveness between other people and others because it's not our place. The stuff that happened between Saint and other people is exactly that, between Saint and other people. It's not for us to be like, well, you need to apologize to so-and-so. You need to do this and that. It's not our place, and it's not y'all's place to go do that shit either. It's just our job. It's out there in the open. We read about it. We keep our think pieces to ourselves instead of adding other people that are involved in it, and we move the fuck on. But people don't want to do that in today's social media age.
0: And we can't expect them to apologize publicly anyway. They can make a blanket statement apology, but
1: then there should also be an apology that's behind closed doors that we don't need to know about. Yeah. As long as people say, hey, we're cool now, somebody apologized, that should be all you need to know. Well, what did they say? Or how did you say? What...? We don't need to know. If they did it, they did it. And if people are cool, people are cool. It's not our fucking business. Just because people are public figures does not mean we need to know everything about them. Mm-hmm. But like I said, welcome Saint. Saint looks good. And now, let's meet... Somebody who proves that what doesn't kill you truly makes you stronger. The star of the Bullet Brothers Dragula Season 2, the champion of the Boulay Brothers Dragula Season 4, and the world's current drag reigning super monster, Dali. I think Dolly also stole some of the stuff from the Boulets that one week. I feel like they were wearing some sort of this metal pieces.
0: Yeah, a little bit on their face, though. Because, of course.
1: A little bit on the face, but, yeah. They look good, so let's move on. So, we have Hoso Terra. Toe, ma. again i do not think this looks like a hagfish
0: personally i think it reminds me of those like really toothy sea worms yeah i could see that i think it looks good
1: from the waist up and Drake Mortis said this as well from the waist down it's sort of just or like i guess knee length almost it's pants and shoes
0: it,
1: it almost feels like it's unfinished slightly
0: yeah i mean it works in the dark to kind of blend in? Well, that can be said for a couple of them,
1: really, that a lot of them work in the dark, which is a problem. Like another one we'll get into. Melissa is what another one, they said it really liked it in the dark. And then when it turned on the lights, it was like, oh, maybe not as much.
0: Yeah.
1: It's still fine. It's not amazing to me because like, I like parts of it and there are parts of it I don't like. So I put that in the middle. It's fine. Uh, next up we have Astrid with a very, <laughs> I knew, I you... don't you dare start saying, I know you will. I uh, I was going to say, yeah. But Octodad, for sure. The beak, they mention and agree, it's a little weird, because it doesn't fit with everything else. It doesn't feel like it's the right place for it? It doesn't feel like the right place for it, but also, like, yeah, it's fine. It's very, like, yeah, Octodad, dadliest snatch, catch, whatever. But it also kind of feels like um, it's a mix of, like, because they're still wearing, like, human clothes and stuff instead of doing a full sea monster. So it's almost like this is something that I've turned into. It's it's not like full sea monster. I used to be human once, which is an element I do enjoy.
0: Yeah. If Squidwardian was an actual era, it would be this, I feel like. I
1: hate you so
0: much. <laughs> Love you too, bitch. I, I, yeah, I, I, Anyways, I, it's, I, I, like, 18th century French sort of robe jacket lots of lace lots of lace yeah it's pretty cool i like it yeah it's
1: fine uh next up we have coco Kane with a very dom muscular another one where it's more gender bent of playing a more masculine type and the range like i said we can put this clip again here what do i care coco has the range it's like Mm -hmm. you know or you don't need to i just said it i do feel it's a little bit unfortunate i don't think it immediately immediately reads in any sort of form as sea or like sea creature which i think is a problem and the belays do mention that a trident would have really helped which especially if they're going for like a horseman of the apocalypse or something i think some sort of weapon or something really would have helped in this case and something like a trident especially because that's always sort of associated with like you know poseidon and etc So I think a a trident in this case would have just really helped it all together. But I still really like the look like all in all, Mm
0: -hmm. not
1: barring if it doesn't seem sea creature-y. I love this look. I think it looks very fucking cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. It needed some sort of a spear thing to bring it together. Yeah,
1: a spear thing to bring it together. But also the like the makeup is fucking cool. The hair, the teeth, the beard part. Like I just like it all very much. I just love Coco so much. I think they're so talented. Mm -hmm. They do amazing jobs every time because they're talented. What can I say? Follow Coco Kane. Go to their Instagram and their Twitters. Follow them, goddammit. Get them more followers. Yeah. I said it. Give them more followers. (laughs) So uh, next up, we have Victoria Black. Again, I'm not saying it's bad. It's great. It looks cool. Creature of the Black Lagoon. Quite like a mutated creature from the Black Lagoon. It feels, for Victoria compared to, like, say, that the, whatever the one was that they had to, they were, like, split in half or they had their stomach, the really cool one, the one that literally started the whole Universal Studios, compared to something like that, to this, which just feels a lot more expected, is something I wouldn't want to see from Victoria. So in that case, it's slightly disappointing, but I think it is still a very good
0: look. Mm Mm-hmm. It's very well put together. You can kind of see the seams on the body piece to the arms, but that's... Like... Oh,
1: yeah, that's true. But I still think it's cool, like, the spikes and scales, the, like, giant teeth of the maw part, like, I enjoy that a lot, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's very cool.
0: The shape around the hips is very much what we've seen before with Victoria, where the hips are just very specifically flared in that pointy yeah. weird way. Yeah. That seems to be such a trend lately, and I don't know why.
1: I don't know either. Anyway, next up we have Melissa, who, again, I think darkness was a friend. Mm Mm-hmm. Because when the lights turn on, it's sort of like, it's a gown with fins. But I still think it's great. I love the, like, long nail fingers... I really like the mouthpiece. I don't know why they didn't like it. I really enjoyed the mouthpiece part. I love the face, the makeup, the hair is really cool. I do like all the fins and stuff and like the shiny parts and all the hair.
0: Yeah, it looks like it's a crown.
1: It's a crown part, which always, because they are the queen, they're the prom queen. They are the fish queen as well. It is just slightly disappointing because the dress itself is just that simple, simple scale fabric that pretty much every drag queen once or wear has either seen or used in some form as somewhere. Uh-huh.
0: In a mermaid gown cut of all things, too. Like, yeah, mm. it's, it's unfortunate. It's just so on the nose. It is kind
1: of on the nose, but unfortunate. It's not enough for me. Like I said, the dress itself, which is a big part of it. But I would say everything else but the dress is really cool. So, like, all the accessories and all the other accoutrements, if that's a word. Oh, yeah. Okay, last elite we have Ava Destruction. Talk about, she said, you want to see a lesbian thespian? I'm ready. <laughs> she said, I'm going to give you a show. She said, do you remember Cracker's egg look from All Stars 5 or whatever? I'm going to do that a lot better. Uh... It's quite good. It's literally like they're in this sort of like giant egg thing that has a hole that they're able to stick their arm out and be like, come closer, closer, come here. And then rah, and they like rip it off and it like pops open. And it is very like Harry Ursula. Yeah. But it's very cool. It has like glitter everywhere. It's really fucking cool. Like this is probably one of the best things I've seen from Ava just throughout the whole of both their time on season three and here. This is definitely one of the best things I think I've seen from Ava. Just the makeup, the teeth, the hair, the earrings, the whole outfit itself is fucking cool.
0: Yeah. The way that the egg sort of collapses off into like two sort of side puffs of the skirt.
1: Well, that's what I said. That's why it's like Miss Cracker. If you remember, they did that three on one reveal. Miss Cracker was like walking out as an egg and then she dropped it and it became part of the dress. This is the same thing that I was talking
0: about. Yeah. I forget about that bit.
1: Yeah, a lot of people want to forget about Miss Cracker Egg, so I don't blame you. <laughs> Anywho, people really liked Hosos, but people do kind of agree. Uh, for some reason, Coco's like, I didn't know what the hell Ava was. I thought they were a cloister, clam, crab, octopus thing, which is interesting.
0: I mean, Ava doesn't really necessarily have one specific thing that they're going for, but that is kind of what's going for them in terms of creativity. It was very creative, but this is also why... Oh, no, you can't spare a couple
1: extra minutes. Just interview all the fucking monsters so we can know what their inspirations are for the yes! love of God. Like, how hard is it? There are six of them and we got four. It's so terrible. Just do all of them. But so they were like, you know, doing interviews. So Coco is getting her critiques. Like I said, they do agree. It should have had a weapon or tried and it would have been a really. So Saints. <laughs> Saint goes, I feel the performance was a little bit slower and sexier for this kind of like hard warrior-esque character. You know, it was a great look. I mean, <laughs> Coco in the confessional, it's rich, giving me critiques about a slow performance. Like,
0: oh! <laughs> uh... ah! Saint, known for being such a slow, methodical performer. Even if they got better, even if they got better, they were still I so damn it. slow. Oh, I like, was so mm. funny. And now, a dramatic recreation of the experiences Andrew and I had while we watched this little scene unfold Performed by the one and only Raven Simonier Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so funny, Coco. This is why I love Coco so much. But I do agree it's cool. It's a great look, but the challenge was aquatic, and I don't think... uh, Drakmorda says a picture It's a really cool, creative look. I really like it, but I don't think when the challenge is sea monster, it doesn't immediately read off as sea creature or sea monster. That's unfortunate when the look can be so good. If it doesn't necessarily fit the theme, then... You know what I mean?
0: The problem is it almost gives a little bit more sea god, which is more human and divine than monster. Yeah, and it's just... It's, it's just unfortunate. It's like skewing off in that weird direction, like how Abora's uh, imprisoned Seraphim was skewing off in the wrong direction for Alien.
1: Anyway, let's get to this boudoir. Or I keep saying boudoir. Cauldron!
0: Yeah, you have such a problem with it.
1: <laughs> because I'm used to saying boudoir. I don't know why. I just It's easier to say that. Anyway, so we're already starting, and Melissa says, I'm over it. If I'm going home, I'm going home with a bang. I'm going to call these bitches out, because I'm not leaving without letting them know how I really feel. So let's go. So Melissa is furious as fuck, and they were this close to quitting yesterday. They are sick and tired of drama, and sick and tired of the two-faces, people being two-faced. You know, I'm real, and I want other people to be real with me. And Coco, again, Coco and Kendra are the people who've been, like, the three of them, basically, have been together, been like real sisters with each other, and that's the shit I love. Because, like Koso says right here, people are so concerned, they're concerned with how they're going to come off or control their image on TV, that they end up being fake. That's what Melissa's talking about. And that's why I love Coco. And that's why I love Melissa and Kendra. Not a single one of them has ever, they are truly authentically themselves. And that's why they're fan-fucking-tastic TV. And also just also happened to, well, I was going to say fan-fuck-tastic competitors, but I know I don't mean that about Kendra's looks a lot of the time, but damn it, she's an amazing performer. Like, so it still makes up for it. Cause I'm sorry. I still think back to that alien look and I'm just like, come on. But then I, in the same vein that I'm like, come on that <laughs> alien look. But then in the same vein, I immediately think grandmother bitch and I'm like, Yeah, I would have kept her. I don't care. Grandmother bitch. Bitch! Bitch! Grandmother bitch! I would have have kept her. I don't care. Yeah, the look wasn't that great. But guess what? I don't care because grandmother bitch. And they're just them. Kendra's Kendra. Coco is Coco. Melissa's Melissa. And I feel like sometimes the other contestants do tend to be a little more...
0: Manufactured?
1: Manufactured. Fakey, fakey. And that's unfortunate.
0: Yeah. And then it gets real ugly when the mask starts to slip, and then they're trying to put it back on, and it's like, oh no, this is not working.
1: I do love... uh, Is like, look, I have nothing but love and respect for you. And there's not one second that I've ever talked shit about you behind your back. 100%. And then Melissa's like, I 100% believe and know for a fact that Ava's a two-faced bitch. Period. And I'm just like, uh. But then Ava's like, like, it's tap water. I've never not said anything that I've never said to somebody's face. And I'm just like, no, because everybody's talking shit. And then they seem to call out Astrid a bit. of You're talking about people behind production's face. It basically back and forth between Melissa and Astrid, because Melissa says that Astrid talks behind production's back. And you've said shit about production. And it's, oh, it's back. Oh, back and forth. Look, I'm not getting to all of these fights because, oh, it's insane. <sighs> it's, it's a lot of fighting. Now getting into Victoria talking about throwing Cocoa into the bus because I threw light shade at making shit last minute. And then Victoria said that about making shit. Victoria thinks she took it out on her but it's also like just saying shit about nothing almost because so there's a lot of people. You were making shit like you're making shit the day before. You were ston. It's you were stoning stuff. Well, I can't stone stuff. I was stoning my dress. And Victoria's like, well, if you're prepared, if you're not prepared, it should be fully fucking done. But then it's also Coco's literally like, well, if I'm not mistaken, you were working on your shit too. Victoria just be like,
0: so what if I was? Just I fucking can't so stupid.
1: That feels like such a stupid... Victoria, in my opinion, is still in the wrong for that, because, I mean, they're all kind of being silly, but in my opinion, Victoria's in the wrong for that because they literally have sewing machines and other things in there. Mm -hmm. Are they not expected to do extra stuff before the end of the day? Like, who cares if they're making stuff one or two days before? That's the whole fucking point. Like, I'm confused.
0: Like, you should be able to have and, like, tailor stuff and, like, finish and put ideas together. Like, tidy up things it makes no
1: sense to me that this is a problem you're having it's like well why is she making stuff by? like you shouldn't be making stuff this late then why do they have the stuff for you to make it with or help like so and do it like it's so stupid it's so dumb and then victoria are not helping your case because under your breath you're like i'm well, gonna throw your drink while you're at it and then it's like what'd you say and luckily instead of saying nothing she's like well i say? why don't you throw your drink em at it why why you're mad and Coco says, it's shit like this that makes it difficult to be particle of this sisterhood. And Victoria's like, well, sorry I said one shady comment when y'all say shady comments all the fucking time. One thing for me, and I'm an enemy at this point. And I'm sorry, and then it's, I'm sorry, I'm prepared for this, and y'all aren't. And it's like, damn.
0: To quote Hosa, the sound bites are popping today.
1: And then Astrid popping in, and Coco popping off, saying, look, Astrid, the one thing I need to point out and it irritates me is you never back me. Ever. And then to say, well, I'm going to back you. I think it's okay to create your drag last minute, but it's not last minute. That's a not, that's like a backhanded compliment. That's like, oh wow, you look, that's like you lost all that weight. You look good now. That's like saying, I think it's great that you make your drag last minute, but it's not last minute, Astrid, you fucking idiot. Like, what? Hmm. Well, not fucking idiot, but you know what I mean? It's just like people stop talking. You're putting your foots in your mouth, or at this point, you're, with Astrid, your tail, because, you know, scaly. Victoria says that, I think, when the cameras turn on, you somehow become a raging bitch. Is it the truth? But she says it's not the truth. And she says, that, why do you turn on like that? And she says, it's fucking draining. And she said, I saw you hurting, but, you know, I don't... Meanwhile, like I said, Hoso's probably the... Oh, really, oh, so and... Well, no, because Ava got called out a little bit, but I should say, Hoso's probably the luckiest bitch right now. Because, <laughs> quite literally, she's just sitting there drinking her drink like... <sighs> Melissa's not yelling at me. I'm going to drink my drink and listen to all the lovely sound bites. I'm going to just shut the fuck up.
0: (laughs) I'm just going to avoid drawing attention and no one will talk about me. I'm going to eat my popcorn.
1: Honestly, Hoso is absolutely me. I would not Well, that's not true. If I was me, I would definitely... I would hope I'd never be a two-faced bitch. I would want to be... I would be on the side defending Coco and Melissa, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But in the true world, I would love to just be like sitting there like Hoso, just like... (laughs) I'm just going to drink my drink. Thank you very much. Like during Drag Race Untucked where Vanjie and um, Evie are yelling at each other. And Brooklyn Mm. just hides behind her pillows like, can we not just bottle up our feelings like normal people? (laughs) It's so funny. Astrid thinks. Who cares? Astrid's fucking rude in my opinion. I'm sorry. It's fucking rude saying you don't want to take accountability that you turn into a fucking bitch when the cameras turn on. But then Coco gets her ass and says, well, you don't take accountability of being a brat like
0: <laughs> Astrid is basically like, well, yeah, I have started taking accountability for that. Oh my God. It takes have time. You... Here
1: she is. But then wow. And then she says, well, guess what? Melissa might not have the time,
0: but literally the sound bites are popping today. Mm. Then Melissa storms off. Ugh. yeah. It's, uh, it's so unfortunate.
1: Like unfortunately, Melissa leaves and falls down and cries and a production member has to help her. And Melissa thinks that they're being stupid, speaking your truth, but they're not. Absolutely not. And I do agree with this because they're like, you know, do you want to go back and see them? No. And she shouldn't have to. That would make things awkward. Yeah, you want good TV. But the fact that production basically has to come in and be like, yeah, Melissa doesn't want to be here. And, you know, Coco luckily gets up and goes to talk to them and see them. And I do think a lot of people, I personally will say, I think people are wrong. Well, why was Coco the only one to go get up and comfort Melissa? Because let's be honest. I think having any of the other people that she literally just got into a huge fucking fight with, and she is now considering quitting and getting pissy, if they all decided to come up and try to comfort her, that's just going to be really awkward. Yeah. So it feels weird to be like, yo, there's no sisterhood because why did the no, why did nobody else? like? I guess maybe Hoso as well could have, but the fact that like, I don't think I don't know if Hoso and Melissa were ever that close. You never really see them got that close or that talking that much. But my point is like to say like, why didn't Astrid or Victoria go and comfort Melissa? Why only Coco? Because they literally just got into a huge fucking fight, and I feel like trying to. When Melissa's feeling the way she is, she does not want to see them right now, obviously, as she's told the producers, so obviously just I, I don't think it would have been smart. So I don't understand the people being like, Well they should have been sisters or gonna to talk to her. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure Melissa did not want to see them at that moment. They can talk again once the competition's over and people have had time to cool the fuck down. hmm But yeah, Coco's like, we always end up on some fucking tangent about sisterhood, blah 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 blah. And it's 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 unfortunate. But yeah, so they go back, they go up to the stairs, and this is the one time we really know who's going home because Melissa literally gets her own little thing. She says, I want Coco to go ahead. I want Coco to win and I want her to stay. So before they even say her name, it's... Or no, they say her name first and then they go, Melissa be fierce, out. And down she drops. You can honestly see how sad and disappointed Coco is, but
0: hmm.
1: win it for her, goddammit. Win it for Melissa and Gendra. Yes. Yeah. Any whoozle, that'll do it for us from now. From the stage of the wrestling ring to the depths of the dark, horrific ocean, this has been Andrew B. and Gooey Smith. Gooey. Because <laughs> he he always calls you gooey. Um, gooey. Guy Smith, signing off. Until next time, unpleasant dreams. Make
0: them Gooey. At this point, Andrew had turned off his recording, but uh, needless to say, he was mad. we do not own claim ownership of or desire for ownership of contained or referenced clips and or gags they are the property of their copyright and trademark holders 2k's dragcast is created and co-hosted by me guy smith and andrew b editing and art by guy smith community management by andrew b and web design by guy smith you can find us at our website 2 that is the number two, cast.com You can also find all of the places that our podcast is hosted on our Anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash 2 dragcast. You can find all of Andrew and I's links in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.